Hey everybody, in this episode of the GH Report, Drew steps up, Kim steps out of Port Charles, and Sam, well, she's going to get pretty comfortable there in Pentonville. We're going to break it all down next. I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Uh-oh, you are faking that my daughter is still alive. Gonna come for you in the middle of the night. Throat punch you like Carla Renata! Everybody, welcome. Oh, he let you, <laughs> you, know, you were waiting to get cut off. He let you no, go for he it. He did. He went, oh, man, I got a little second. <laughs> I don't get the second oh. bird. <laughs> well, everybody, the Jets Report, bringing down all the craziness happening in Port Charles. I'm Frank Moran. I'm Carla Renata. And as always, folks, <laughs> well, first we should say the internationally known. Carla Renata. Uh, I am not internationally known, but I was, I was so excited because right before I, some of y'all that are in the room, like Michael B knows that when I do the the Curvy Critic with Carla Renata, it's usually just Michael B, Marlon Wallace, like, you know, a few standbys, a few locals. It's all good. Loyal fans, love you. But somebody popped in from Australia, somebody named Wendy, and I was like, what? Australia? What? I was so excited. So my face hurts. I'm really excited by that. Okay. That's right. Okay, moving on. Get ready to do your big European junket now. You're just going to go. Um, yeah, no. That's yeah. not going to happen. All right. Just hit Australia. Hit <laughs> no. Sydney. No. There you go. Nope. It's not happening. Nope. Yet. Nope. That's 2020 goals, folks. Nope. Uh, uh, they said keep your day job, Frank. How? <laughs> uh, Ooh, they went in on the Frankster. Uh, folks, hey everybody. As always, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And of course, the chat is up and running. It is. Let's do a roll call real fast. I, ta- I talked about Michael B. already. Joe Costanzo, Zoe Johnson, Rue Wood, Marlon Wallace, Annie Goen, Loretta Johnson, Stuart Pierce, Simone B., Mary Dulaman, Lori Coyle, Coco Candy One, Kelly Public Cover, hey girl, hey, and dum da dum dum da Z K, and I think that pretty much does it for everybody. Welcome, y'all. Look at that. Thank you so much for joining us here. Uh, in fact, you know, maybe somebody from Australia wants to, you know, jump in on this show. <laughs> get some of that international love. Yeah. Well, she left. She left three quarters of the way through because she had to get. On, she said she had to get on with her day. So it must have been. Uh, it, it was either early in the morning or maybe mid afternoon for her. I'm not quite sure, but I was really excited about that. That was kind of cool. Look, look at this. Oh man, this oh. empire getting global oh. impact right now. So, uh, folks, we'll uh, we'll break down a little bit of news at the end of the show, and of course, we'll break down all this week's nonsense. But before we get into everything in detail, Carla, what did you think overall? I'm about tired of getting preempted. I tell you that much. Very true. It was a little, little staggered viewing oh, this week. Only four Lord. episodes this week. Yeah, it was like, can we just get like a full week just once? I don't think that's going to happen for a while. So I got over myself. But I I I liked Brooklyn. I like the girl that they have recast as Brooklyn. She was very entertaining. Yeah, man. Just, you know. uh, she came in both barrels blazing. I'm like, well, all right, girl. That's how you take over a role. She came in and she was holding no his prisoners. And I especially love how she calls Sonny Uncle Dimples. She said, you still driving yep. the ladies wild? I, I laughed out loud when she said that. I'm like, <laughs> that was pure comedy right there. Um, but I loved her coming back. I love, and of course, with her coming back means Ned and Olivia are back, and you, I know they're two of your favorites. 
So that was that was good to see. Um, what wasn't good to see was um, I really, you know, I was hoping against hope that Sam wasn't going to get sentenced. So when that actually happened, I was like, oh, snap. They really going to take her out the landscape for a minute? I'm like, I wonder what's going on behind the scenes. What did you think about that? Um, you know, I'm, I'm fine. Yeah. I know, because you're not a big Sam and Jason not, fan. Not a big Sam fan. You know, she can, she can go away for two years real time. That's oh, great. Oh, no. But what, I, but what I did love about that, I don't, I don't like them splitting Sam and Jason up. But what I did love was the fact that it gave Jason, they keep giving Jason more scenes and more more opportunities to have real conversations as opposed to just standing there as stone cold in his black and his leather jacket. So to have him have that scene with Monica where they're discussing whether or not he should keep the kids or whether they should come and stay with her because it, unlike most mothers say, okay, I'll be back, I'll be back soon, I'm just going to be gone for a couple of weeks, she's going to be gone for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. So there's that. And um, so I like the scene that he had with Monica discussing that and I also like the scene that he had with Danny. It was so... The little boy playing Danny was actually pretty good. Mm, there you go. He was pretty good. But I was like, that was a... Because we'd never seen Jason have a talk with Danny like that. Yes. We've never seen true. him take on the dad. Like, usually when we see Scout or Danny, it's Sam going, say hi to Jason. Do you want to go with Jason? It's always that. So to have him actually having a heart-to-heart with Danny and giving Danny the choice as to what he wants to do as opposed to saying, this is what's going to happen. This is what's happened to your mom. This is what's going to go down, and you don't have anything to say about it. That was kind of cool to watch that. Yeah, and it uh, like you, you mentioned the scene with Jason and Monica, but I also like the scene with Jason and Anna as well. Mm. There's just something about, that is a, 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 a great pairing. I love I really them together. They, they're, they're kind of. Um, do you remember that show, Heart to Heart? Oh yes. They kind of remind me of Heart to Heart a little bit, but they're not married. Like the 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 dynamic between the two of them when they're talking is very acerbic, but yet there's a lot of love underneath all of that. You know what I mean? Because when they met, it was murder. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> um, I hate you so much right now. <laughs> but no, I, I I enjoy that. I enjoy that with them. And what I what I also enjoyed was because you know. My girl Anna, I love me some Anna Devane because Anna Devane does not suffer fools gladly. And when Aiden, Aiden, when Hayden was lurking around that corner, <laughs> trying to see what was going on with Finn and Anna as they were having their little their little moment at homegirls yes. lurking around the corner, <laughs> she lurking around that corner. And then here she come going, oh, so are you guys still getting married? Um, you think we not? <laughs> like Anna was like, and why? W- <laughs> Anna did everything short of swiveling her neck and putting her finger up like a sister, like, and you think we not? Like, really, though? I laughed out loud. I'm like, yes, Anna, get her, get her, get her. And then she had that slight when she says, so she says, well, you know, it's hard when, you know, people are apart for a while. It's it's hard to come back, blah, 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 blah. And, And then Anna made that comment, well, I forget what it was that Hayden said, but then Anna turned around and said, "Oh, because that's y'all's thing. You you just don't tell people stuff." I was like, "Ooh, ouch!" Yeah. And take the knife and twist it. Ooh, that was harsh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "But yes!" I was so excited. I mean, as somebody that's not a big fan, you've said of Hayden and Anna. Or no. Excuse me, Finn and Anna. No. Uh, what did you think of the the Anna Hayden when they're just having a little chat there in the Metro Court? It was very catty. It was catty down. because And it was undercover catty. 
Like <laughs> it was that it was that caddy with a smile on your face kind of caddy. That caddy where they were smiling and looking at each other and trying to be polite. But you know, at any given moment, if either one of them had come out of their face with the wrong sentence, it was going to be off and cracking. That's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? You just it was like I I love the scene with them because there was that underlying tension the whole time. There was just that tension of. Ooh, is she gonna say something? Is she gonna say something? What's gonna go down? How you know it was it was intense, but it was good. <laughs> I, it was, this is the thing. General Hospital has been so kind of MOR middle of the road for so long that this was the first week there was lots of really good stuff happening, and they didn't linger too long in one area except for the whole Kim and Julian and yeah, I just. Ugh. And Franco, like that stuff, I'm like, and she finally left town. I'm like, that is the longest goodbye I have ever seen in soap history. It took her a while to get out of that. Uh... It's been like a month. It's like, come on, just leave already. Well, I mean, speaking <laughs> of that, I mean, because, you know, we were talking about the, the news, but there was an article or an interview with Tamara Braun talking like about her Tamar exit Braun, but, from GH. And, you know, anytime that you know, an actor's, nothing's ever for certain on a soap. Actors can be told, like from executives, producers, that hey, we got a storyline coming up, and then it never materializes for right. whatever reasons. Right. Uh, they decide to go in a different direction, and right. that's what happened with uh, Kim because she was told by uh, Frank Valentini that they she was going to have a big storyline coming up after what happened with Oscar and everything, and it never really materialized. And basically, she saw the writing on the wall. She realized that oh, they're going to write me off. Was when she had drugged Drew. Uh, drugged Drew. Oh, really? She thought that was the moment they were going to take her off? That's interesting that she would choose that moment to think it would happen with that. Well, I mean, that was a, a bonkers yeah, jumping usually, of the character. Yeah, but usually they'll just throw somebody in, in you know, Shady Brook <laughs> and have people visit them, visiting them like they have Ava. Like, Ava has, like, a revolving door. <laughs> Excuse me, but somebody who is in the funny farm, she sure got a revolving door of visitors. It's quite comical. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a shame because she shared her suspicions with uh, William DeVry. And he tried to, like, oh, no, 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 don't worry. It's going to be okay. But, uh, yeah, it was, she turned well, out she to be said, right. She like, she called names, huh? Yeah, she's like, yeah, all right. She named names. Oh, no. She told where the bodies were buried. Ooh, ta- Tamara. Yeah, it's like, uh, and she basically implied, though, that if they were going to have Kim go that direction, mm-hmm. uh, they should have just let her be more of a crazy villainess. But there was always some sort of excuse. Right. And I think, and you know what? That's a really good point. I think that was part of my frustration with her character on the show. Like, she would always go right toward the edge, but then come back to being Kim. And then go right toward the edge, and then come back to being Kim. And I'm just like, I don't need to see... Like, remember, I think I actually said that one week. I'm like, let's let's make up our minds. Is she going to be cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, or is she going to be the grieving mom? Like, it was that whole back and forth thing that was getting on my nerves. I mean, because you certainly saw, like, with uh, with Nina when she first came in. And certainly it was a new character, and we hadn't, we'd only heard about her in passing, but we never had seen her before. But mm-hmm. she, that was at a point where she'd come out of her coma. Uh, she, you know, she'd lost her baby, had mm-hmm. been taken away from her. Mm-hmm. She was angry. She'd know that she'd been cheated on. Her mm-hmm. mom had also not been helpful to her as well. Mm-hmm. So she had an agenda when she came back. So you got to see Nina go for several years where she was dealing with a lot of stuff and mm-hmm. a lot of her actions were eh, kind of cuckoo. Mm-hmm. But then she finally kind of got that all under control. They're saying in the chat, 
<laughs> this made me laugh out loud. That's why I was laughing when you were talking to me. They said that Margot's goodbye tour was longer than this one, in her opinion. I'm like, yeah, that was that was a pretty long one too. That's true because every time you thought that Margot was gone, she'd, <laughs> she'd come pop back. Up and like, she was oh. like a bad penny. She just kept popping up every time you saw. I'm still um, there. And then they're also saying in the chat room that um, all in all, whoever's writing the show is now doing a good job. I think it's the same people writing the show. Um, I did notice that there was a woman when they showed the credits. I didn't notice that there was a woman that's been writing more often. So maybe that's why the tone in the writing seems different. But it, I think it's generally the same writing staff, except for this one woman. And she may have been there the whole time. But for whatever reason, she seems to be writing more of the episodes they were watching. I wish I, I should have wrote her name down. I'll write it down for um, next time. But yeah, I... I feel like, don't you feel like the writing has got has stepped up a little bit? A little bit, yeah. And maybe they got scared with that whole days situation lur- lurking around for a minute because they got picked up for their their next season. So mm-hmm. congratulations to everybody at Days of Our Lives. I hate to see people out of jobs, but um, yeah. Yeah, I mean it is a shame because I think everybody would agree that Tamara Brown is a fantastic actor. Oh, she's fabulous. And, yeah, and so we'd want to see more of her. Mm-hmm. It's a shame that the, it was just for the whatever capacity, reason. The capacity that they had her in, it was just like... You know what it was like? It was like watching a car crash in slow motion and the cars never actually hit each other. That's what it felt like watching. <laughs> it, that's what it felt like for me watching. It was like a car crash that never really happens, but it's always like right on the cusp of going down I just and she is a fabulous actor I just hate that they did not I hate that they didn't fully utilize her talents on the show because she's majorly talented and she has such a range as an actress that they boxed her in with Kim I felt like don't you feel like they kind of boxed her into like this goody two shoes thing so when she finally did show signs of cracking of her veneer cracking you were like well is she just cracking a little bit is this temporary is this like you didn't know to what degree she was cracking or if it was just temporary like you know what i'm saying it was weird it is and it would be interesting to know more the inner workings of a soap when they do decide to bring in a new character like uh you know we've got kim brought in is it do they bring in a character with the hopes like oh yeah let's envision this character sticking around for two to five years and everything we could do with this character, or do they bring them in with the intention? This is a, a short storyline we want to do. We want to deal with that a character that has to suffer the loss of a child and what happens from that. You know what I think happens? I think what happens is they bring people in with a certain intention and a certain thought process in mind, and then they and then they put them on the air and they write the episodes, and then the audience weighs in. Because let's be clear. The audiences of soap operas are the reason why the few soap operas that are on the air are still there. It's because of the audience, people like you and me and the folks in the chat room that watch the show. That's the only reason why General Hospital is still there, because we watch it and we weigh in on it. And to their credit, I feel like soap opera writers do listen to the audience and do listen to the fans. Because, you know, every once in a while they may go off off the road a little bit, but at the end of the day they kind of swing it on back around. But but what they're not swinging back around is, oh, my God, they are making Nicholas dumb as a box of rocks. He I mean, is just dumb as dirt. I, I just I can't take it. I'm glad to have him back for sure. 
but now oh, we get no. we get him uh, with Charlotte uh, putting up the ruse that oh, I'm really your bodyguard. Oh my god, he is dumb and dumber all by himself. I can't take it. I really can't. I did like with him sticking into Windermere, grabbing the um, uh, the iron from the uh, the fire there, and was about to whack Valentine when he gets the here here's the doorbell, and you just see him just like oh, what? it was just I had such high hopes. Such high hopes, and they're being thwarted on a daily basis. I mean, <laughs> I mean, because what is it about it that that's thwarting you? Is that because I feel like he's? It's the way. It's the. It's not only the way he's being written, but it's the way that the actor is portraying the character. Because for somebody who watched Tyler Christopher, and there was one other person who played Nicholas, who I, whose name escapes me at the moment, but Tyler Christopher played him longer than anybody else. But for somebody that's been watching that character on General Hospital for long, for any long period of time, I feel like it's just not hitting the mark. And, you know, maybe he needs a minute to warm up into it. Like, I said the same thing about the young lady that's playing Jordan. I kind of reamed her a little bit when she first came on the scene, and now she's kind of found her stride, and, and it's very enjoyable to watch her because now her she looks comfortable she looks like she's um confident and she looks like she's you know gotten into the groove i feel like this young man playing nicholas needs to have that same amount of time which is annoying because nicholas is such an integral character to the quartermain family not quartermain the yeah quartermain family that it's like really though y'all that plus the fact that they're going to bring in Brooklyn, and the girl that came in to play Brooklyn, Miss Thing, came in both barrels swinging. She was like, swing, 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 swing. I've been here the whole time. So I just have issues with that. And well, that's just me. I mean, and that's just me having watched this, because I've been watching that show for over 20 years, or 25 years, maybe 30. I've been watching it for a really long time. So, yeah. Yeah, somebody's bragging. Okay, I'm cool. not bragging. No, no, we I'm get it, Carla. We get it. Look, I'm, I go back to Luke and Laura getting married. That's how far I go back. <laughs> so I'm just saying. I've seen a lot of people. I've seen a lot of actors on that show. I've seen a lot of characters on that show. And I've seen a lot of storylines. And I just feel like, as of late, and I'm not the only one. The people in our chat room say the same thing. And and even Dulamon's like, Jordan has grown on me. She had to grow on me, too. I agree with you, Dulamon. She grew on me. But now that she's in there, she's there. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> Somebody else is like, that ain't Nicholas. I'm like, I know, y'all. I know. Well, I, I would think if, uh, going back just in recent memory, the best reintroduction of a beloved character that had been off campus for a long time was uh, Jason's reintroduction back into GH and Port and Charles specifically. And I wasn't having that either, remember? I sat here and said something about that, too. But it was what I liked about it is that it happened quickly. I mean... You did say that. I remember that. He was in Russia, and then he was quickly in New York, and then quickly in GH, and he's crashing through the, the skylight at the Metro. That was like... But court. I did say that. If you're going to bring a character back, that was like the best reentrance of a character ever. Yeah. That was kind of flawless. Because I feel like... What you want to see is you want to see this character interacting with all these other characters. Right. You don't want to see this character separated. Skulking around in a house. Yes. And hiding. That's, and that's how I feel with Nicholas. It's like I am. I want to see what's next. I want to see the reunion with Laura. I want to see with Lulu. I want to see what his plan is against Valentine. Yeah, I'm kind of over him hiding in that house. And I'm over him and Jax having these discussions where Jax keeps threatening to get out and then he never does. Yeah. You know and, what I mean? I mean he, well, I feel like he finally put his, you know, it's like, I'm done now. 
he said I'm done, but he says that every week. <laughs> he says that every week and every day. And then there he is yet again having another, having that same conversation with Nicholas. But I think he might actually be done this time because of Nina. What was frustrating is that uh, I felt like the the wedding that uh, that Nina wants to do with Valentine is not being set for New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. and I feel like that is probably going to be the the next target date for everything that's going to be happening, where we're getting the codicil and blah, they blah, blah. They always do that during the holiday season. <sighs> but it's just like, man, so that means like another five weeks of this, which I'm like, well, I don't want to see. Well, not really, because we'll be preempted for most of it. <laughs> I guess. But it's like, I... For the hearings, so... I was really bummed. I mean, not that Christmas is, you know, that far from New Year's, It's a week, but at least it's a week. I feel like, all right... Make it Christmas. Let's get things going. I still feel like we'll probably. I, I still feel like Christmas is going to be uh, a Laura and Nicholas reunion. I feel you think like, it's going to be Christmas? I think so. You think they won't hold that over to the first of the year too, and I, just hit us with everything at once? I don't think so. I think because I mean that's you're playing the soft spot. You know, you know what's better more tender on Christmas than a return from the dead from a from your firstborn son. Mm, I don't know. You might be right. Uh, but it wasn't because we had talked about this for a while. Speaking of mm-hmm. Nina and Jax, mm-hmm. of uh, Nina knowing what that, that Valentine pulled one over on her mm-hmm. and was slow playing him and wanted to get some vengeance. Mm-hmm. But then it was an interesting turn for this. And I felt like Jax was kind of obtuse in their conversation <laughs> with Nina because she kept on saying, oh, well, that was my original plan. And he would never say, what do you mean original? What are your, What's your plan now? I think, I think. No, did he? He never like Nina finally said that he wants she wants to stay with him, but I felt like she kept on talking, saying these things where you feel like the natural response would be, "What do you mean that was your first plan? What are you planning now?" He never oh, really I know say that. I, I know. I thought he said that, but what he actually said was, "I don't think that's a good plan. You should have never did that." That's what he said. Okay, I got confused for just a split second. Yeah, I just I think they're gonna hook up. It, <laughs> I think they're gonna hook up. It's going to be sooner than later, and it's probably going to, there's going to be a whole bunch of shenanigans come New Year's Eve because I think her and Jax are going to hook up for the new year, and that's going to that's going to send Valentine spiraling. Do you think? I mean, certainly when Jax came on, Michelle Stafford was playing him, and mm-hmm. there was an old thing at the nurses' ball where she's like, "Right, whoo, baby, right." But has there been enough scenes be- yep. t- uh, between the two these yep. two characters? Because remember, remember when the wedding went awry mm-hmm. and she was at his house, and there was. There was, and, and there were all the scenes where he would come into the office and she would kind of be gushing to Valentine about Jack's this and Jack's that. And Valentine would get that look on his face like, why are you talking about Jack so much? You know what I mean? There's been little glimpses of it here and there that they've made their case for why these two people would be attracted to each other, I think. That's what I think. Yeah. yeah I mean, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, not that I wouldn't mind the pairing to see Nina with somebody else because her val- relationship with Valentine is just so toxic. But she even says at this point, that as much as she knows that Valentine has hurt her and that he lies... He's a good dad for... Sh- and Jack's grabbed me in because Jack was like, if you say he's a good father, and she was like... She didn't say it, but she was just like, well... Yeah. kind of is. But I, I like that, too, where he was like, I, you know, it's like Sonny Corinthos, Valentine Cassidyne. Men whose actions are excused because... Because of what they... Yeah. yeah. Speaking of Sonny, let's talk about that fight that him and Carly had. Ooh, honey, they had that disagreement where I forget how it started, but I do re- 
do remember that Carly was like, oh, you want to go there? Let's go there. Let's talk about how you slept with this person. I mean, they just put the whole Carly Sunny history right there on the screen. Like, if you had never watched General Hospital before, you would know their whole D deal, rather, and all of their tea. Because Carly took the pot and was like this and just spilled it all over the General Hospital set. It was fantabulous. I mean, what is interesting is it's interesting to see characters go in on each other like that, knowing that, I guess, the security, they know that they are still a couple, but they will have very different opinions on certain things, and that this is one of those where they can really talk about their histories with each other, not with the fear of, like, I'm done, I'm walking away, that's it, but, no, 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 we're, we're going we're gonna to talk about this, because every so often it's going to flare up. Yep. As much as we say that we're, we're past it, it's always going to eat at us but a little bit. But this is the great thing about that particular scene with Sonny and Carly, most of the time on General Hospital, when we see Sonny and Carly, either Sonny's defending Carly or Carly's defending Sonny or they're defending their lifestyle. It's usually one of those three things, right? We never see them going in on each other, even though there are numerous moments where they should be. Like, even when Sonny brought Dev into the picture and she was pregnant and she was at the doctor and he wasn't there yet and Jason was there with her, even that moment was like... She went. She was. She wanted to go in on him a little bit, and she did just a teeny tiny bit when he walked through the door. So it was nice to see that. It was nice to see that after all these things continuously happening, and then the the mess with Margot and the scarf and all of that. All of these things that have been happening over a period of time. Him sleeping with Ava. Him sleeping with Alexis. Just shenanigan after shenanigan after shenanigan that she has taken him back she has remarried him she has stood by her man like Tammy Wynette a time and time and time again and I forget I wish I could remember what he said to her but whatever that was that he said to her she was like oh we gonna go there let's she was a sister in that moment Laura Wright turned into a bona fide sister she was like oh we you wanna go there let's go there boom yeah, all it took was Sonny just saying, uh, because you slept with Jax. And then, boom, here's why. Boom, 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 boom. Yes. So, uh, they're saying in the chat room, Dulamon saying they're going to put Jason and Carly together. Jason and Carly already been together. That didn't work. Nah. And that I, doesn't work for them. Yeah, you know, and I don't want to see them together. Yeah, I don't want to see them together either. But, but I did like the fact that for once, for once, Carly wasn't being selfish. And when Jason revealed to her that Sam got sentenced to the two years. She was like, ooh, please let me be there for you the way you are, the way you're always here for me. And I'm like, that's new for Carly, because that's a Carly that we haven't seen. Carly is selfish like a mug. So the fact that she... The fact that she was like, let me help you. Because he, Jason has been there. Jason was there for Donna before Donna got here. He was there through all that mess with Joss. Anything that happens with Joss, he is always there. Anything that happens with Michael, he's always there. Anything that happened with Morgan, when Morgan was alive, he was always there. Anything that happened with Avery, he's always... Like, all of their children, he's there for everybody. And then when the, the stuff hits the fan for him... Carly would try to be there for him, but because she's so freaking selfish, she couldn't really be there in the capacity that I'm sure she wanted to be. This is the one and only time that she actually can put some elbow grease behind what's coming out of her mouth. And that was kind of cool to watch that go down. But it was even with uh, Anna and Jason, when Anna finds out, she's like, why are you here? (laughs) I would never have even asked you to do this if you would have just said this. (laughs) 
Uh, but I mean, Jason's like even at one of his lowest points. If somebody calls out and they need help, he will do he's it. He's always there. I mean, he's just even with um, even with Charlotte. Like he went to Valentine's house and said, "Look." You know, Cassandra's out. This might be a problem. And then he's the one that ends up saving Charlotte. Like, Jason is there for everybody, whether he's related to him, close to him or not. But who's going to be... This is going to be really... This is going to be an interesting storyline for him. Because now we're going to find out who who can Jason count on. Who's actually going to be there for Jason. Jason's there for everybody. I think, I mean... Even Spinelli. Even Maxie. Yeah. You know, even Peter. As much as he hates Peter, he's actually even been there for Peter. So it's going to be interesting to see who's going who's going to have Jason's back now. Somebody needs to have his back, and somebody needs to be there for him. I think. I mean, I would easily say Monica. Monica's always there for him, but she's the only person that is. But I'm talking about these other fools. Like are these other people, who's going to step up? Who's going to step up to the plate and be like, you think it might be Brooklyn? Is she going to be in town long enough? We don't know. <laughs> Uh, I mean, certainly we've got the return to Brooklyn, and uh, you know, certainly there's you're not going to bring a character like that unless she's got some, she has some agenda. We don't know what it is yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's been chatting with Julian mm-hmm. over at the pub. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's been a, a you know, there's been hints, teases that possibly she has something to do with Nicholas. I don't know if that's the case at all. We'll find out. We'll find out. Um, what what are, are you enjoying her? What what the potential that she could have now on the canvas? Who um, Brooklyn? Brooklyn. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what to anticipate about her being there. But I, she's she's a feisty little thing. So I, whatever they have in store for her, I'm sure we'll enjoy watching it because she's she's bringing the fire with her. Did you enjoy her when she was on the show last? Mm-mm. No. It, it felt like that. It seems like that that might be the general consensus. Is that yeah, people weren't. Sad I didn't care. I didn't care less. That's why when um, when she came back, I'm like, oh, she coming back with energy, okay? Because the last time, it's like I could care less. That when you even when you said next week, oh, Brooklyn's coming back. What was my response? I was like, mm, okay. I'd wake you up. You'd fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was falling asleep with my eyes open. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but um, Nicholas and Brooklyn do go way back, so you know. Yeah, it's a. Uh... I, I'm interested about the dynamic between Olivia and Brooklyn. That's going to be tricky. Because, I mean, even it's like, oh, yeah, Leo, Leo, Leo. This it, He's like, he doesn't remember you. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. I like how mm-hmm. Olivia was just like, he doesn't She's like, you. whatever. But um, it's it's going to be interesting because Olivia's got a strong personality, and so does Brooklyn. And Brooklyn's got more of Lois happening up in her, in her than she has. That's that's what. That's, yep. Yeah, Lois. So she has more of her happening in her personality. They gonna go at it. You can't have two strong women like that in the same house and some and some shenanigans are not gonna pop off. You know, uh, would you ever want to see Lois come back? I would love to see her come back. They're I, married in real life, aren't they? They were, and then and they got divorced. Yeah. Oh, that makes me sad. Um, but I, you know, I enjoyed Lois. And maybe she won't come back for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, even if it was a recast, I mean, I, I, I liked the character of Lois. I thought she was fun. She was hilarious. I love. She was like everybody on General Hospital at that point was so stuffy and so you know full of themselves. That when Lois came onto the scene, it was like a breath of fresh air, and I feel like that's what this is going to be with Brooklyn. Is what it's going to be. It's going to be she's like a breath of fresh air because everybody's got their agendas, everybody has their little dramas going on, and she's just coming in like, "What's up? What's happening?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know? it's it's a bummer because maybe we'll see more of Olivia, and because I know 
Wally Kurth with his day's commitments as well. It's not going to be around yeah. as much, so maybe no. it'd be more. We'll get more Olivia Brooklyn scenes yeah. with the occasional appearances by Ned. Yeah, um, I did want to talk about um, Franco and Kim, and in that situation, he finally was like. Yeah. So I I love the fact that after everything was said and done, he basically was like, if he continues to try to take over a life that's not really his, that doesn't make him any better than Shiloh. I'm like, ooh, did we say that? Did we really put that out there? Okay. All right. You kind of you kind of growing on me, growing on me. And then he kind of kicked Kim to the curb. But we knew that was happening. Like after that trial, how could he, how could he stay with Kim after that trial? Like, yeah. Because she was looking like. Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Like, would you really want to hook up with somebody that was giving you all that fever? No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And no. But I also feel like to get to that point in the story, they had to kind of do that stuff with Kim's character, I suppose. Because if it if it had been the Kim before Oscar just passes, Kim doesn't do any of the crazy stuff that she'd been doing, and then this whole thing with Drew and Franco happens, where Kim doesn't have any of this kind of baggage that she got in the short term. I think it'd be harder for Drew to be like, "Yeah, you need help. You need this. I got to step back." But he's but, the, and this is the thing that I hate about that. He's been on the verge of saying that for weeks, like on the verge. I'm like, I wish he had just said it when the when the trial was over. Let's just cut to the chase, and then she could have been gone three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Now, <laughs> we're, I, I know that we uh, we got uh, Andrew Maddox is going to be making his return because the procedure is going to be happening. Mm-hmm. Do you want this to be a total erasure of Drew and it's just Franco back? Or do you want some kind of amalgamation, which is a possibility between the two? I want a little bit of both because I think that will make it interesting. If this, like, half him and half, you know, Drew, like, it'll be like that Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Mr. Hyde thing. I think that's what would make it interesting. But what I'm conflicted about is whether or not like which side of which personality I want the the good parts and the bad parts. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't know if I want crazy Franco to come back. I don't think I want that. You know what I mean? Like I don't know if I want serial killer Franco to come back or do I want the Drew who just remembers that he's Jason to come like I don't know what amalgamation of that I want at this point. I am I mean I do, Domesticated Franco has not been that interesting. <laughs> Seeing him get to no. that point, okay, whatever. But it's like, so he makes his way back to Elizabeth, yeah. and he's hanging out with the boys. Yeah, uh, there's just mm. there's not much going on for him. Mm-mm. So I don't. I would like to see something happen to that character, and I don't even know exactly what. Mm-hmm. But there's got to be something more you can do than just worrying about you know, Franco's domestic stuff. <laughs> I hate you right now. That's true. I mean, I, I mean, it's something that was necessary for the character, I guess, because you know he'd been with Nina. Now he was Elizabeth, and finally was somebody that he could actually make that commitment mm-hmm. to somebody that's like, oh, I don't think I ever want kids. To now embracing the role of being a stepfather to three kids. That's a lot. That's a lot. It really is. Speaking of stepfathers, let's talk about Lucas and Brad. I'm about tired of seeing them too. But what I am enjoying is that Lucas is going in. <laughs> Lucas is going in, and he just—he just—he's clowning everybody. Did uh, did Brian Karn like get a little 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 color job on the hair and the eyebrows? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, because I mean it, it looked a lot darker, and I was because like, because he because he had little he had some little gray streaks happening for a minute. I'm like, mm, okay, yeah, it, it was just. 
It wasn't. See, it wasn't so. But I was just so like, you made fun of me. You made fun of me when I looked at Nina and was like, "What's going on with her face? Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> you made fun of me, and now you're going in for the color. So, but I'm fun. We even. <laughs> We're even, my friend. <laughs> I, it was just watching him. I was just like, <laughs> were you distracted? I was. Was the color? <laughs> it was. I was just like. What's going on? Was the color job dis- distracting it you? Was, it was just a little too dark with that in the eyebrows. It's like, this so he, is a little so odd. So he should have had a little off-black action <laughs> or a little brown action, it, maybe some highlights. It could have been a little more subtle, I think, because it, it just stood out to ooh, me so much. Oh, you make about stomach hurt, Frank. That is funny uh-huh. as hell. Uh, so ooh, That was hilarious. But I feel like, man, I am... I, I mean, Lucas knows that that Brett Lucas, is a liar. Lucas, of course, Bru- Luke, Brucus, <laughs> Lucas has discovered quite some time ago that Brad is lying. He just doesn't know what it is Brad is lying about. And then when he overhears that conversation where he keeps saying Wiley's father, then Lucas is like, "Well, am I not Luke? Well, am I not Wiley's father? Like, what? The, why are you to my Wiley's father? Like, he's not one of us." I'm like, Mm-mm, "Here we go." And then what lie is Brad going to tell now? I'm like, I'm so tired of him lying and freaking out and fizzing out and popping up in Julian's face with nonsense. I'm just tired of all of it. I'm exhausted by it all. I mean, it was like where he goes, uh, uh, Brad goes over to Charlie's and knocks on the door and Julian just turns the lights off <laughs> and then just walks away. <laughs> like, all right. I was there for all of that because if I was Julian, I'd be like, and the shades are drawn. Like, I'm kind of over you right now. I can't handle you one more time with your shenanigans (laughs) running over here. Tell me, what are we going to do? No, what are you going to do? Ain't no more we in this configuration. What are you going to do, my brother? You work it out. You figure it out. It's about to blow up. I can't. I cannot wait to see how this is going to blow up in, in the manner in which it happens and what the fallout is really going to be. Yeah. Like I just. I cannot wait. I can't wait. What uh, I also want to um, talk about is um, Aunt Stella coming back. Yes. I love Aunt Stella. Pop. Aunt Stella popped in and looked like she'd had a vacation, didn't she? Yeah. She was all fluffy and light. <laughs> I mean, for as much as we were like, maybe something sinister is happening in Europe or whatever. I know, we went there and, and Aunt nope. Stella came back fluffy and light. Yep. And like, do I get a hug? I'm like, okay, well, Aunt Stella, just come back fluffy and light. That was funny. Uh, but I like Chris, like, we should do our family uh, vacation <laughs> to, to the UK. No. They're like, mm, no, no. we're good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a great place. Why is everybody so down on that? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, and then I love I love that moment. And then I loved how um Jordan and Curtis were having that whole discussion about Nina and how Curtis is just so let me just talk about this for a second. I'm I'm kind of annoyed at the fact that Curtis is acting like he didn't have nothing to do with any of this stuff that went down with Sasha. Like he acting like he didn't have anything to do with it. He knew about Sasha and still didn't say nothing. He knew. When Valentine asked him to get the the um, test, didn't he know? Well, no, but he he didn't know that it, Sasha wasn't. He always assumed that Sasha was his daughter. Wasn't there some point where he knew she wasn't, and he still didn't say anything? No, I could have sworn there was a moment where he knew. Curtis didn't find out until the wedding when Nina found out. I don't know why I thought he knew before that wedding, but at any rate, I'm like. I'm exasperated at the fact that he's like, I can't let Valentine, I can't let Nina marry Valentine. Why would she marry him again? And then I love Jordan's response of, you know, 
some people just, and I'm paraphrasing, of course, but she's like, some people know they're not good for each other, but they just, you know, they love them anyway in spite of themselves. Like, they just can't walk away from them. I'm like, that's toxic is what that is. That's some toxic kind of love right there. Well, I mean, you know, some people would have said the same thing about Sonny and Carly. And it was. Yeah. It was toxic. But they, they they have evolved from that. I don't think there is any evolution in sight for Valentina and Nina. I really don't. Well, we've seen Nina evolve from her time with uh, coming back out of the coma to being with Franco to now being with Valentina. Well, being, uh, you know, running Crimson and then yeah, being with Valentina. we've seen Valentin. her yes. character evolve, but I mean them as a couple. Yeah, I mean, like, until Valentina can be absolutely honest and not trying to manipulate somebody that you say that you love out of fear or whatever the agenda is to try mm-hmm. to get them close to you. No, I mean, let's 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 just recap, shall we? This fool went as far as to go find somebody that actually looked like she could be related to mm-hmm. Nina, talked her into coming to Port Charles, and the girl was like, I'm just going to pop in and pop out and get this money real quick and bounce. And then that didn't happen. And then he was like, Brad, every time you saw him lurking around another corner, he was trying to figure out a way to get her out of town. And then she stays in town. And then he becomes privy to the fact that, well, she's making Nina happy. And all I want to do is make Nina happy. So I'm just going to perpetuate this lie by any means necessary. Like, that's not that's not healthy. That's not okay. That's not okay. And then you want to talk about, you want to talk about Lulu and what kind of model she is for your daughter Charlotte look at what you're doing Charlotte's learning how to lie and get away with it and then tell a bigger lie to get away with the lie you told before that that's not okay no it's hearing Nina feel like that she doesn't have any options like oh no I just I love this girl too much that I just have to be with him Nina got an option but at one point she said I I forget if she said it this week or when Nina said this at one point Nina did communicate I would just love to take Charlotte away and have a man raise her that's going to love her the way she deserves to be loved. She says something along those lines. I'm paraphrasing. and But she was saying it to Jax. And I'm like, is that a hint? <laughs> mm. Are you hinting around that you would like to raise Charlotte with Jax? Let's see if that goes down. I think not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, folks, as we're getting ready to wrap up, one quick news item that I mentioned here. And it's an exciting one. After we got the return of Tracy Quartermain, Jane Elliott herself coming back to the show for a uh, for at least for for Thanksgiving. Uh, so we'll see how long she sticks around there. So that'll be great. Okay. But uh, it'll be nice to see. You know, I'm sure we'll just get a day or two of Jane Elliott. But uh, it'll be it'll be great to have her back. Yeah, I love her. I love Tracy Quartermain. Yay, she's fantabulous. Yes. So it'll be interesting to see where they where they name at least name check Luke what their relationship status is are they have they just been chilling in Amsterdam mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what the scoop is with them mm-hmm. and I mean if Jane Elliott has come back can that mean that Anthony Geary might drop in for a cameo who knows anything could happen mm, it's goes. General Hospital after all oh it is it no I was wondering where we were in the show was Okay. <laughs> uh, all right, folks, that's going to do it for this episode of the GH Report. As always, like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Thanks, everybody, for hopping in the chat, sharing yes, your thoughts, thank commenting. Thank you, everybody. Thanks uh, to everybody that joined We today. are going to be off uh, for, two, for a week. We'll be back here two weeks from tonight. Yes, we're taking, the whole studio is taking Thanksgiving off. So have a happy, happy turkey day. Get them stretchy pants out and get your grub on because I'm going to get mine on. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, As always, though, folks, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And again, thanks, everybody, for hopping in the chat. We hope you have a fantastic Thanksgiving. But if you want to, you know, hear from Carla or myself, probably more Carla than me. Who cares about me? 
Uh, she's internationally known, you know. Uh, over this Thanksgiving break, Carla, where can they find you? You can find me across all social media platforms at The Curvy Critic at Black Hollywood Live on Sundays right before the GH Report with The Curvy Critic with Carla Renata. And for the last time, Dancing with the Stars finale tomorrow night right here at AfterBuzz TV. And, <coughs> Thursday. <coughs> Thursdays. Thursdays. Oh, Thursday. Superstore NBC. That's right. There you go. <laughs> uh, folks, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Go Jackie. We'll see you back here in two weeks, folks. Until then, have a great Thanksgiving. Happy Go watch a parade or something. Yay, we'll see bye. you there. <laughs> Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first. We're the biggest in the world. And we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 